So when you're comfortable with your surroundings, you take for granted the familiar. Mm-hmm. And I think this can happen in our marriage relationship too. We can become comfortable in our relationship and just take it for granted. Familiarity breeds complacency. So it also breeds something else. Do you know what it is? Contempt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But we'll we'll stick with the complacency okay. right now. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Art of Spousing podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. We're excited about the content that we want to share with you because we believe it's going to be helpful to your marriage practice. If you are new or newer to the show, we want you to know the reason we do the podcast is because we believe that every marriage can move from mundane to a masterpiece level. But we know personally a work of art doesn't just appear. It requires intentionality, practice to be crafted and shaped So our goal with every episode is to give you tools to practice that will help you in your relationship, not just to survive, but to thrive. That's right. And this past week was actually pretty epic in the Duvall world. So Lisa, you just got back from Memphis and you spent some time there with your mom, right? Right. We're in a new season in our marriage that our parents are aging and we want to be more intentional with them. And so, yeah, I spent the week with her going to some doctor's appointments and looking at her future together with her. And so... It is a different season, but I've decided to embrace it and go one day at a time. But it's an honor to honor my mom in this way. That's so cool. You know, another thing that happened this week was the Hope Ride, which sad to say in this season, I actually missed seeing you and the Hope Ride and the riders making the trek from North Florida to South Florida all the way here. It was pretty exciting. Yeah, it was. So this is the third time that I've organized this ride. A passion project of mine Mm -hmm. is fighting human trafficking. And so several years ago, we put together this ride, the ride from Jacksonville, Florida, the West Palm Beach, and myself and about 25 other riders did that about 308 miles over three days. And so my legs are fine. I'm back on my bike, but it was a it was a fun week for sure. You remember the first year you did this, you didn't get back on your bike for one year. I know. <laughs> I surrendered my bike for a year, but now it's my thing. And so, but yeah, it was exciting. We raised over $40,000 to fight human trafficking. The thing that I'm excited about, love being a part of and something I'm very proud of. Yeah, you should be. And I love that not only did you raise money, but you raise awareness because as you are riding, people are asking, what's this all about? And of course, your your kits that you have are pretty cool. And so they advertise that you are fighting this. And so it's really cool. And you had a little news piece. That's right. So that was nice. It was cool. Good coverage. Yeah, love it. Today, we're going to be talking about avoiding complacency in your marriage. And I'm really excited about this content because I think it's really going to be helpful. But before we go there, we want to make sure you know about the Marriage Reboot Retreat. We talk a lot about this because it's such a powerful tool. This is a two-day intensive with Lisa and I, where we focus on defining the purpose and the vision for your marriage. So we want you to hear from two people who did the reboot, Scott and Donna, and what they had to say about their reboot experience. I would say we had a good marriage, but we had some areas that we needed to improve on, specifically communication, and we had some areas with our parenting skills. One of the takeaways that we had that was so good was it gave us the next step. It equipped us to move forward in our faith walk and in our marriage. It unstuck us to move to the next point. It really helped us in our communication skills. We didn't realize that we had faulty perceptions and faulty belief systems, so once we kind of gained awareness of that and we were given the tools, it's really just impacted our marriage in such a great way. Our communication has 
greatly improved, not only between Donna and I, but also with our family and our friends. We are so thankful for the tools that we gain to grow deeper in our communication and our intimacy is better. And we've created sustainable habits from the guidance and the reboot that has affected our marriage. I would highly recommend the marriage reboot because it's given us hope, it's given us direction, and it's given us purpose. If you're interested in finding out more about the Marriage Reboot Retreat, we would love to talk to you about it. You can schedule a call with us. The link is in the show notes or online at artespousing.com backslash coaching. So let's jump into today's topic, talking about avoiding complacency in your marriage. So when we say complacency, we're actually talking about the state of being satisfied with things as they are, even if they could be better. The word complacency is often used to describe like the lack of motivation or effort to improve or change a situation. And when it comes to a marriage relationship, complacency can look like a lack of effort or interest in maintaining the health and the happiness of the relationship. And it's no surprise that this can lead to a lack of intimacy, connection, and support between partners And it ultimately will undermine the strength of the marriage relationship. When I think of complacency, James, I think it's flat. Right. When marriage feels flat or it feels dull, it doesn't feel dimensional. Right. Some common signs of complacency in marriage include some of the things you just mentioned, a lack of communication, maybe even a lack of interest in communicating, a lack of intimacy or connection, a lack of effort to address problems or conflicts, like just brush it under the rug, like it's always going to be this way, becoming real lazy about those kind of things. Other signs can include a lack of shared interest or activities, boredom, Just again, flat, not very dimensional, and a lack of support or understanding between partners, really growing in awareness. Again, always increasing in me awareness, we awareness, and awareness about how we interact with each other. That's right. Some couples may also exhibit a lack of respect or consideration for each other or could engage in behaviors that are harmful to the relationship, such as infidelity or a lack of commitment. When couples stop putting effort into the relationship, they start drifting apart. That's when complacency sets in. If you are concerned about complacency in your marriage, it's important to pay attention to these signs and to address any issues that may be contributing to the problem. And I would say immediately, right? like don't let it set. Right. Complacency in a marriage is like a weed that slowly strangles the love and passion right Right out of a marriage. That's and right. None of us began this relationship of I do wanting our life to be like that. Right. No one would say, yes, I actually signed up to be miserable and right. not have a great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you said is true. If there's symptoms of complacency in your marriage, you really need to take that seriously because it's only going to grow and cause more and more division between your spouse. So, what we want to do is give you some ideas for your art espousing practice to avoid the pitfalls of complacency. And for those of you who are listening who may already be dealing with some signs or symptoms of complacency in your marriage, we actually want to give you hope that these same ideas can reverse those feelings and Mm -hmm. help you and your spouse move to higher levels of satisfaction and passion in your marriage. Yeah. So here are six practices you can do to avoid complacency in your marriage. The first one is prioritize spending time together. That's right. We spoke about this in episode 26, but it's worth bringing to your attention again, because honestly, it's one of the things that people lack doing and 
it actually causes a lot of challenge in marriage relationship. You should make every effort to regularly set aside dedicated time to spend together. Whether that means going on a date, taking a walk, or just sitting down for coffee and a conversation. James, I just ask you if we could spend a couple of days together just right. talking about our life, talking about our vision statements, tweaking things, setting some goals for ourselves right. in our life. I know we're going to gain a lot of energy from yeah. that. During these times, you need to commit to being present and enjoy the moments. This can help prevent the feeling of growing apart and it'll increase emotional intimacy and connectedness. So it will help eradicate complacency. And one of the things we always say is that priorities are the things you say yes to and boundaries are the things you say no to. And so many marriage relationships prioritize time in the wrong things. One of the easy things that can happen, especially in a young marriage, is to prioritize children over the relationship. And kids are important and we got to care for them and spend time with them. But it's always important to prioritize the most important relationship. I always say that outside of the relationship with God, Mm -hmm. the most important relationship I have is with you. And so I have to prioritize that time. If I don't, then it's going to allow those cracks and complacency to set in. Yeah. You know what just dawned on me is that often people who are pursuing strength in marriage, mm-hmm. and they're also pursuing career, whether it's young children can take priority or you're like setting foundation for your career and trying right. to prove yourself that that can come in the way. But the truth is there are really good things that we say yes to that we probably should say no to, set right. boundaries around. Say no to the good so you can say yes to the great. Look at you. That's so Somebody amazing. wrote that one time. Oh, was it, it wasn't yours. It wasn't me, no. <laughs> I think Jim Collins may have said that. So, oh, well, well, once you say it four times, it's yours. So. You know, the thing I always say is you have to say no to the good so you can say yes to the great. That's James, how that that's works. a great quote. You like that? You know, we know it's difficult at times to put down the cell phone and turn off the TV and just be present, but it's so important to maintain that connection in your marriage relationship. I have allergic reaction to um, eye watches or whatever they're called. Yeah, because they constantly buzz and yes, so forth. They are eye watches, right? Eye watches, yeah. I really have a challenge that not everything is eye watch, iPhone, because what are the ear things called? I don't know. They're AirPods. Not, they're not, not ear pods. Not iPods. No, they're. AirPods, uh, not ear. I call them ear pods. Okay. <laughs> we, let's get back. Okay. So the second practice goes along with the first. Not only do you need to prioritize time, but you need to practice open and honest communication. Make it a practice to regularly check in with each other and make sure to openly discuss any issues or concerns that come up. This can help prevent small offenses from building up and any misunderstandings to linger, which can lead to complacency. And one of the things I always say is that small offenses build up and they create fences, right? They create these walls between us. And so we have to make sure that we have open and honest communication. If I sense or get the vibe that something is off in our relationship, I'll ask, hey, is everything okay? Are we all right? I want to make sure I'm allowing open communication so our relationship doesn't suffer from this suicide, assuming everything's okay, right? That's right. We have established in rhythm, I know we've talked about, I like my minutes in the morning. Right. So typically I have like 15, 20 minutes with you in the morning. That typically isn't the time. I'm going to go into a lot of things. I think knowing the timing and when to have open and honest communication is great. But I actually know Fridays are 
our Sabbath, our time off. So I may actually even push a thought, a question, something that's on my heart mm-hmm. to that moment. But guess what I do, James Duvall, because I've learned a lot of great things and had self-development, is that if it's something that's irritating me about you, which I know that's shocking, that could be. <laughs> could be anything. <laughs> is that if I know on Monday that it's something that's festering and I know that I need the space and time on Friday, this is a free, this is free, this information. It's a free tip. Okay. Right, right here, a free tip, is that I know I'm going to talk to you about on Friday, but I do not punish you Monday through Thursday with a thing that's annoying me. Mm. I go on about my own business. I treat us like all things are okay. And I know I'm going to have a conversation. It actually gives me time to settle down in my spirit, to have a productive conversation. But thank you for providing a space. And I hope that I do the same by controlling my emotions to have honest, honoring conversations. Right. The thing that you don't want to do is what we call gunny sack, where you put everything in a bag and then you pour it. Yeah. Unload it on your spouse. You want to have honest, open conversations, like you said, in the, in the right time, in the right place, but not to hold on to things too long. Okay. So the third practice that we believe will help you avoid complacency in your marriage is to invest in your relationship. That's right. We want to challenge you this year to consider attending couples coaching or marriage counseling, or maybe attending workshops, seminars, retreats focused on improving your relationship. I actually don't think marriage coaching or counseling is a bad idea if you don't even have problems. If you're just wanting to increase and learn, just because you sign up for these things, it doesn't mean you have problems. You sign up for them because you don't and you don't want to have them. So this can provide you with tools and techniques to help prevent complacency. We learned a long time ago, we talk about intent and impact. That was a tool that you learned at a marriage conference, which we're leading worship at, that I wasn't there. But it was a great tool and it has really solidified our communication. If you haven't listened to the two previous episodes, we encourage you to go back and hear us talk more about these kinds of opportunities. We're also going to be putting some links in the show notes to experiences that we believe could benefit you. That's right. So one of the things that we we know is that those times of intentionality together, that investment, the return on that is always going to be positive. And you mentioned, you know, counseling or coaching, sometimes you need to work through some issues from the past, you know, some counseling there, but sometimes you need somebody to help you look towards the future. Right. And get a plan for where you're going and coaching's there. And then anytime that you can do a seminar or get in a group or whatever, it's going to be a great investment of your time and, and your money in your marriage. The fourth practice is to keep romance alive. Come on, somebody. That's right. We want to make every effort to regularly do things to show our partner that we love and appreciate them, right? This can include things like small gestures of affection, surprises, playing special date nights, really leaning into love languages and how can you show somebody you love them. And then the mix it up from time to time, right? For a season, you know, I practiced Flower Friday and I would bring you a bouquet of flowers every Friday. And that was great for a season. And I haven't done that for a while. Maybe I need to bring it back. Mm -hmm. But I know I needed to mix it up. So who knows what surprises await for you this year, Mrs. Duvall. And you know, surprises to me sounds like a trick, like we can play tricks on it. So when <laughs> you say surprises, yeah, so when you say surprises, you may not know what kind of surprises you get, but I, you know, I have stopped throwing cold water on you in the shower. That's I right. could bring that back because it is such a joy to see your face. I don't know that that keeps the romance alive, <laughs> actually. It does for me. <laughs> okay. So the fifth practice is to exercise spontaneity. Complacency can come from feeling like you're just in a rut. To avoid this, say yes to new experiences and 
instead of staying and sticking to the same routine. This can be anything from trying a new restaurant or taking a spontaneous weekend trip. I, for example, went up on that parasailing thing that was very life-threatening to me, and I I pushed myself because I wanted us to experience a new adventure. We love trying new restaurants and foods we have not had before. James, you've had like some really crazy things. Yeah, I always try the Tell us your craziest thing. Um, Well, I mean, haggis was pretty crazy. Um, Sheep intestines. Yeah, that's that's what haggis is. Yeah, haggis sounds doesn't even sound. Cooey. I had cooey, which was um, guinea pig in Peru. So, but you don't try any of that stuff, do you? Well, I was I was worn in as a Southern girl with country people yeah. having me eat a lot of crazy things that we won't talk about that's here true. right now. So, but anyway, we we love going to new places and experiencing new things, new foods, any place that we go out of the country, we want to experience their culture and their food. The point is be open to change. Don't be afraid to shake things up and try something new to keep things um, spontaneous. You can also accomplish this by trying a new hobby or activity, rearranging your living space, or right. I mean, doing a house project. You like doing that, the house projects. I love them. <laughs> I do love them. You don't love them as much as I do, but you go for it. So no, it's good. I don't. I love the idea, James, the word that comes to mind is preference. Mm-hmm. I want to prefer you. I'm thinking of you above myself. I think that's another thing to kind of keep in mind as we're wanting to keep things fresh. Don't be afraid to take risk and step outside of your comfort zone. Try something new like ice skating together. Ooh. That sounds horrible. It's bad for your ankles, but anyway, <laughs> really that came to mind. And just take advantage of an opportunity that'll come your way, or actually even invite another couple to go do something with and build in relationships and do something with friends at the same time. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I learned several years ago in a relationship was to take advantage of experiences. Like I remember several years ago, we had the opportunity to go on a safari in Africa, once in a lifetime trip. Right. And there was an opportunity to go on the hot air balloon and it was expensive, but I'm never going to do that again. Right. We're never going to do that again together. We're not going to be in a hot air balloon flying over elephants and giraffes, right? And tigers and lions. Oh my. So, (laughs) so the the point is, is like sometimes, especially if you're younger in your marriage and maybe financially you don't have the resource to do a lot of stuff. We didn't until later in life have the opportunity to do big trips, but early on, I wish that I would have not foregone some experiences because, you know, you can always make more money. You can't always do those experiences together. So the point is to keep from moving in complacency in your relationship. Always look for those new experiences. And even if it feels like a stretch, do them because the investment in your marriage is going to pay off huge dividends. And when you look back years from now, the resource that sometimes it took to do that is very small. Does that make sense? It totally does because you you actually would end up blowing it, sitting in your house at yeah. Starbucks, going to Starbucks every week. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So the last practice is I love this is to have a tourist mindset Mm. in your marriage. And this will take a little bit to unpack, but there are things that tourists do that locals don't do. Right. Even when people come to South Florida, there's things that if they're not used to South Florida, there's things that they love to go do that we don't do because we're used to living here. Right. Sad to say, as I was like, I've never done that. And I know. 
Exactly. Yep. So when you're comfortable with your surroundings, you take for granted the familiar. Mm-hmm. And I think this can happen in our marriage relationship too. We can become comfortable in our relationship and just take it for granted. Familiarity breeds complacency. So It also breeds something else. Do you know what it is? Contempt? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll stick with the complacency okay. right now, okay? <laughs> But here's some things that a Taurus mindset does that I think would help us to incorporate into our marriage relationship. The first thing is to be curious and ask questions. Don't think you have it all figured out. You know, even after 30 years of marriage, there's things that we're still trying to figure out in our marriage and our relationship and growing about each other. So be curious, look for new discoveries, look for answers to new challenges. Like even as you said at the beginning, we're in this season with our parents getting older and caring for them. We're seeking answers and discoveries into those things. So we want to have a curiosity and ask questions. Love it. The second thing is don't pretend that you're an expert. You've never been at this stage in your marriage before. Tomorrow's a new day. Don't think you've arrived. There are challenges that are going to happen in your marriage that you haven't faced before. So acknowledge that you don't have all the answers. You don't know everything, which leads to the third thing that tourists do. They request help from experts. Mm -hmm. And there are people who know the challenges and the answers to help you. They're farther along in their marriage. They've experienced more. So seek out some mentors, seek out some people who are farther along and seek counsel from wise people. And then the fourth thing is there's going to be times that you're going to make mistakes in your relationship. Right. It's okay to make mistakes. When you're a tourist, you're going to go the wrong way. I'm awful about this. I know. I think I know where I'm going. I usually get this lost. Mm -hmm. I'm smiling right now. I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Good job, Lisa. Okay. But the reality is even if you make a mistake or go the wrong direction, make a poor financial choice or whatever, it's not the end of the world. Tourists sometimes end up in the wrong places at the wrong time. Don't let this derail your journey and your relationship. And then finally, I think this is the great thing about tourists is tourists have fun. Right. They enjoy the journey. They're excited about the journey. So just have fun in your relationship. So I love that idea of just going into your everyday relationship as a tourist, not as a local. I love it. Discovering those things. You know, when you were talking about mistakes aren't fatal, they're actually the times, in all honesty, when when you've gotten us lost or you've done something that is... It has made the best memory for our family. Some of our, our kids' favorite memories is when we've gotten turned around and things didn't go right and your reaction to them are legendary. I mean, they're just... <laughs> yeah, they love they love making fun of me, for sure. <laughs> they do, so it makes it great. You've learned to laugh at yourself about that, but we've, we've learned to laugh with each other about ourselves and our married life, and so it makes it fun. So, yeah. Okay, so there you go. Six practices to avoid complacency in your marriage. We'd love to hear your thoughts and answer any questions you have about what we shared today. You can email us at hello at art espousing or direct message us on IG. Did you like how I did that little IG? They're in my. Yeah. It's Instagram at Artist Housing. Thanks again for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please let your friends know by sharing it with them. You can also help other people find the podcast by rating the podcast. And we would love it if you would go on and take a few minutes and review the podcast. Just helps other people know more about the Artist Housing. Next week, we have Ted Lowe on the show to talk about his new book, Us in Mind. Hope you will join us then. Have a great week and we will see you next time on the Art of Spousing podcast. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.